good details of the upcoming workshop and opportunity. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd be uh, happy to. Um, so I'm a born and, and raised Bermudian, a, a full-on onion. Um, <laughs> I spent 20 years in the financial services sector and before um, moving um, to spend 10 years in the nonprofit sector um, before I went out on my own to form Transform. Okay. So when you say Transform, can you tell us a little bit about that and what's the mission of, of Transform? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Transform is a coaching and consulting firm that creates positive change through meaningful conversations and practices. And um, the mission is really to ensure that every person or organization has the opportunity to develop and share their gifts to create positive change globally. So my question is, you said you spent all that time in financial services, and that sounds like the antithesis of financial services. So how is it that you arrived at um, this idea of starting your own business to do this and help individuals do this? Yeah, kind of a funny, funny story that um, I think really, um, when I think about kind of those early years, and I, I don't regret any of that, sort of the, the big financial services chunk. Um, but honestly, I fell into that, got out of college, didn't know what to do, came home. And um, gosh, I think the first ad that I was uh, replied or applied to was for the Bank of Bermuda. Okay. And the next thing I knew, I was in financial services for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> 20 years later, I finally woke up and said, what is it that I really want to be doing in the world? Yeah. Um, and um, thankfully, um, I've uh, had some good coaches myself um, throughout my life. Um, and I sat down with one and I said, you know, you know, they asked me, what is it that really lights you up and mm -hmm. brings you joy? And, you know, even all the way through um, that, uh, the various places I worked in financial services and even in the nonprofit sector, what it came down for me was um, engaging with and supporting um, staff, all my the employees that worked with me over the years, to just be their selves. Um, I, I'm happy to get into the you know, details of what it means to be in financial services, but my real joy was working with people. Okay. That's it's interesting because I think you determine or, or getting a coach yourself to actually arrive at that conclusion. Um, that's that's a big deal because a lot of us don't go through that process. Right. It's like if I start in financial services, that's where I'm going to end. So it's obviously something that was compelling you maybe to do something different and to to to. It's like a, another career and entrepreneurship, no less, because like you are responsible for everything at this point. How yeah. has that experience been? Like, how different has it been? What have you had to do to adjust? Yeah, it's um, you're right. It, it I really I actually never thought that I would want to work um, and have my own business. Um, I really enjoyed the sort of safety and security of, you know, being under somebody else's umbrella and mm -hmm. having insurance paid for and all that other good stuff. Yes. But, um, you know, I just got a really loud and clear call that there was something else I was supposed to be doing. And I was honestly terrified. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I having had all the background, I mean, I have an MBA and a CFA and so I, I certainly have done business plans and strategic plans and kind of know, know what it t took. But um, I just, 
you know, I guess I just took a leap of, leap of faith, um, knew that I this was something I really wanted to do, and then um, found the resources. And I, I won't lie, it, it hasn't been easy street. Right. Um, and, you know, I sort of feel like I've just graduated actually recently um, by kind of thinking, I could do so much more if I had a little bit of help. And so this past month, I actually hired a virtual assistant. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> done. Woo! It almost took me six years, seven years. <laughs> but God bless Gemma. She's the best thing since uh, my New Year's resolution. Yes, I love her. <laughs> it's so interesting because we have these conversations all the time, like with people who are sole proprietors or they're, you know, starting their businesses mm -hmm. themselves. And they're like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And you're everything, right? So you're the marketing, mm -hmm. you're the mm -hmm. operations manager, you're the administrator, you're the financial manager and yep. all of that. And then we, the, the conversation is always around when do you make the investment to hire someone? And what does that mean? And a lot, I think a lot of entrepreneurs just think about it from how much is it going to cost me to sure. hire somebody else, but not thinking about what it actually means. It actually might mean you can get more business. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. um, it, cause it frees you up to do some of the things that you wouldn't be able to do, like build the business because you're doing all of the other things. Have you found that to be your experience since Gemma has come on? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my first step was, you know, uh, when I my first stepped out in, in, well, I started the business in 2013, but in 2014, you know, built my first website, I, I did actually ask for help with that, mm -hmm. um, had a wonderful partner do that. But I, I knew kind of over the last sort of year to 18 months that, you know, a lot's changed. I've, <laughs> I've grown and developed and my practice has grown and developed. And so the first thing I did um, over the summer last year was um, find another partner to create a website. And that was um, just a, a really wonderful experience. Um, and she was the one that said, have you ever thought about hiring a VA <laughs> and, um, and recommended um, this uh, wonderful person to me. And it definitely, it just, I, I feel like this whole weight has been lifted yeah. off my shoulders. Like, oh my gracious, like she's going to organize my email and make sure I don't overcommit. Big problem for those of us that like to serve. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> so and, many and hours in the day now, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shelly knows me well. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, what it, you know, the first thing it allowed me to do to, was to actually think about creating a newsletter. I've got all this great stuff that I've experienced and want to share it mm -hmm. and have never had time. Presto. There you go. Please. Now, look, Template. magically, <laughs> time has been restored. <laughs> exactly. So, highly recommend asking for help. Best thing you could ever do as an entrepreneur. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree 100%. I mean, we, we advocate that, you know, you do the things that you're great at, right? Sure. That That's why you started the business, because you mm -hmm. were compelled to do so. But those other things that you have to do as an entrepreneur that mm -hmm. you really like dread doing, and sure. sometimes it goes by the wayside because you dread doing it. Mm -hmm. even though it's an integral part of your business, like hire somebody for exactly. that. Build yeah. it in, you the, know. <laughs> the thing I've often said is, um, I know a lot of stuff, but I'm really sure about what I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but I do know who to ask. That's right. And I've never you know, had an issue with that going, no, I don't know the answer to that. But let me find out for yes, you. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so right. that comes down to overcommitting too, I think, as you mentioned, Pam, that you, you yeah. know, you want to, you know, get all the answers for everyone. 
And sometimes you got to know when you don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I once was at a coaching conference and we had a brilliant um, keynote speaker and he owned a huge um, uh, courier business, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the things that he talked about is great leaders admit that they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is so true. I agree. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. But, you know, some of us, we get so caught up in, you know, uh, here I am a coach, and I'll admit to the fact that there are times where we feel like we're supposed to know everything. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. we got to do this, you know, <laughs> especially here in Bermuda. We're such, you know, um, great, resilient people, and we, we do this. We, we, you know, we know what to do. We know where we're going, and we don't ask for help, right? Mm. But um, <laughs> Sometimes you need to, right? That's kinda, the bottom line. You kind of should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. And it's, like, it, when you, well, like, Shelly, when you're trying to plan a hunt and you don't know what food to bring. <laughs> we were just talking about We that. were just the talking about that. <laughs> that is so funny. That's funny. Yeah, call Shelly. Call Shelly. She'll get the food for you. (laughs) But one of the things that I think um, you mentioned is like you are a coach, right? You're coaching businesses. You're coaching individuals. And I'm sure you would tell them the same thing. Oh, I know. (laughs) But it's (laughs) like, how do you take your own advice, right? That's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing. Can be. To, mm-hmm. to, to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I laugh with my clients. I, you know, I sometimes I pause <laughs> in the middle of a session and I'm like, okay, so I'm asking you this question or am I asking myself? Exactly. Let's answer it together. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I, I learn every time I coach with somebody, I, I take something away from it. It just, um, it really is good to pause and think about um, whether you're coaching or mentoring or consulting, you know, who's actually receiving advice or mm-hmm. guidance um, mm-hmm. and and to really um, listen hard to what's coming out of our mouths because often it applies to us too yeah yeah and awareness I would, yeah uh-huh. I would say and I think that the best coaches are probably those that do exactly what you're that saying recognize that. they recognize that it's not just one way it is give and take and mm-hmm. you're yeah. giving as much as you're getting really if you're open and willing to to listen mm-hmm. so you mentioned mm-hmm. clients and that you started in 2013 so what what has been the difference between what you have experienced working with clients back in 2013 and now, because I would imagine COVID has had an impact on the type of support that clients have need. What, what has been the difference? Yeah. Well, of course, the first thing is everything's gone online. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually welcomed my first in-person client back in my office Tuesday. Oh my gracious. It was, I had like a little celebration. I'm like, oh, <laughs> a real person a that real I can person. see. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Thank you, Tom. Anyways, um, but yeah, so of course, just getting used to, to um, facilitating, um, hosting both group and individual conversations online has been the biggest thing. And then, you know, this is one of the reasons that I, um, you know, named the, the workshop that we're going to host together um, what I did, this, mm-hmm. this concept of building resilience. I mean, oh my gracious, we've just... Um, we have been hit with so many things that none of us have ever, ever lived with. And so I think um, just this, you know, need for social connection, mm-hmm. you know, support. Um, you know, I, on one of the, the coaching groups that I belong to, um, we had this conversation about, you know, sometimes I don't actually really feel like I'm coaching. It's just people need to get on the phone and just talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. And get and, it out. It's called community. Out, yeah. Right? We are and, gregarious mammals, all yeah, of us, right? Absolutely. We want to be in our own company. And, you know, we have 
all these core competencies from um, from the International Co- uh, Coaching Federation that you know we're supposed to be aligning with and during every coaching call, and we all kind of threw up our hands and said, you know, sometimes we just need to sit and listen. Yeah, sure. That's Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's value in that, right? Absolutely. There there's is. value in hearing what's been going on in your head actually out loud. Right. Mm, and yeah. so, even if if that's what it is. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, the workshop. So it's mm-hmm. building resilience one breath at a time. Mm. Like how I propose is that? <laughs> Great title. Yeah. <laughs> like the baby steps motto. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like what do you mean one breath at a time? What is that? How yeah. does that So, you know, I sort of I guess define resilience as the ability to adapt, excel, and find new ways to accomplish goals um in spite of all the obstacles that mm-hmm. we're facing. And, you know, one of the key um, sort of research that's been done around building resilience, which has become, you know, such a real buzzword in um, our communities now, um, you know, five ways. Change your narrative. You know, we all have gotten into such um, challenging mind speak. What you tell yourself is important. Yeah, like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, my gracious, I can't do that. And that's getting worse. And so change up our narrative. Face our fears, um, and there's been a whole boatload of those, right? Am I going to oh, yeah. keep my job, lose my job? Am I going to get COVID? Oh, I have a sniffle. Do I have COVID? I, okay. Anyway. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> All of the above. Yes. Pra- practice self-compassion. You know, when you need help, ask for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um Cultivate forgiveness, you know, that, that we always, you know, especially in times where we're navigating places we're not familiar with, we're going to trip and fall. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is mindful meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and meditation just, you know, has been around for thousands of years, <laughs> but um, clearly gotten more attention um, in the last couple of decades. And, you know, it, it is, it's been proven to improve well-being, um, decrease uh, um, depression, and um, improve your focus. But, you know, importantly during these times, really be able to help you build resilience. So that's where the title came from, right. in that building your resilience through this one methodology, there's, there's others we can play with. But um, pausing, breathing, sitting, mm-hmm. and um, I even do walking meditation with some um, of my clients who um, find it hard to sit on a cushion. Sure. Okay. Sit so, still. It's tough, yeah. So I'm sure people are listening like, okay, Jamila, what's this got to do with minding my business, okay? The show is called Mind Your Business. So how do you relate this taking the one breath take doing the meditation and being mindful to 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 entrepreneurs and supporting business growth how do the two relate yeah so um of course um i mean one of the things that i um, mentioned around uh, the the research is that it also um, improves focus and productivity Mm. so in this sort of especially this last year where businesses big and small have been asked to pivot like Mm -hmm. how many times over recreate yourself recreate how you work recreate how you communicate um you know all of these things that have you know increased our anxiety levels and um really honestly in many ways um slowed down productivity just because it's a lot lot of fear and there's a lot lot. it's a lot 
And, and by pausing, you know, whether it's a few minutes, um, you know, building little breaks into your day as an entrepreneur to step outside. Gosh, we live in this beautiful place. And I mean, I have a little office where I'm upstairs. I can stand at the top of my steps and just take in three deep breaths before yeah. I come and sit back down at my desk and focus on what I'm doing. Um, if we if we just keep at the grind, um, we're going to fall apart. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So as business owners, um, large or small, um, that self-compassion and ability to slow your mind down a little bit and give it a break, honestly, mm-hmm. rebuilds all those um, cells we've been using up over the day and and gets us ready to, to come back, whether, again, it's been a short break or a half an hour or an hour meditation, it gives us the, the energy to come back and do our best work. You know, I think it's interesting because oftentimes the, the people think of it as separate, right? But if you think about it, the individual is the entrepreneur, right? If you are the sole business owner. And so what is happening in your mind is going to impact your ability to deliver your best results for your customers or your clients or your services. So taking the time to kind of take a break, you know, and ease yourself up a little bit. It makes perfect sense, right? When you think about it like that. But Mm -hmm. I think the application of it isn't always there because it's like, I don't have time to get up from this computer (laughs) and go stand on the balcony (laughs) to take some breaths, even though I probably should, Should. because after I come back, I will probably be more productive, right? Mm -hmm. It's just trying to figure out how to make and take that time to, uh-huh. to get your mind right, for lack of a better word. And I'm hopeful that this workshop is going to give attendees some tools of how to yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, Sometimes you just point. need someone else to say it in front of you. Yeah. And especially with, you know, statistics to back up the things like productivity and things like that. You're like, oh, well, wait a minute now. You know, I, I kind of need to do this if I'm going right. to be the best at what I do. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to hear that it can um, boost your focus um, by 10 times, right? It's mm-hmm. just a little 10, 15 minutes every day. Um, and even the small pauses. I mean, I, I've got resources galore on my website around mindfulness, but I'll mm-hmm. bring some of those into the workshop as well. You know, it can be the, the easiest thing as, you know, if you are getting together on Zoom for a meeting is mm-hmm. to pause for a moment, just get everybody into the space and then check in with them, like ask them to put aside whatever they just came from and actually be present in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a mindful practice. Um, it's kind of little simple things that um, add meaningfully to um, your results each and every day. And I think that's a perfect example, really, because we're in all these Zoom calls now and we're we're talking to each other through a TV screen. And then I I am guilty. Okay, I'm gonna say it. (laughs) Of you know, you have you're in the meeting, right? And then you have your screen up, you have the two screens, so you have a whole nother thing going on on the other screen. So you're half listening, you're half working and responding to Mm -hmm. emails. And in reality, if we were sitting across from each other, I wouldn't be doing that. Exactly. Right. right. I would be mm-hmm. more present and, and able. Exactly. So <laughs> so it's really, you know, I think this is timely. I mean, I, I will say that, um, you know, some of our stakeholders 
have been asking. They're like, how are we going to cope? You know what? How, we need some some type of support on how to cope with this. So I do think that you um, putting on this workshop is quite timely because it's very true. We're becoming multitaskers because that's just the, the scenario that we're put in. Right. Yes. Nobody can see what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like I'm focused. Yeah. But, but really, I'm not. And so um, just hearing you say, Pam, that it, t- to be purposeful or make it be intentional about what it is that you're trying to do is a form of practice and mindfulness is is something that I probably need to start uh (laughs) thinking about a little more right yeah thinking about what are some of the other um techniques if you will that you'll be kind of exploring in the workshop Yeah, um, just a little segue, just to sort of, I love this definition of mindfulness. Okay. It's a form of attention and awareness that tra- um, training that helps people relate more effectively to their day-to-day experience. And it's paying attention on purpose mm-hmm. in the present moment, non-judgmentally to the things that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that, sort of paying attention on purpose. On purpose. Right? Exactly. <laughs> to be deliberate. Yeah. We are here. So, you know, I think the workshop's going to be, um, I'm, I'm all one for um, participatory workshops. I'm, I'm not one to stand uh, or sit in front of a screen and go blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there will be a little bit of information sharing. Um, I, I use a lovely intro video to mindfulness that I think just really um, brings it home as to, you know, how this simple practice um, has such a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, have some discussion, um, you know, talk a little bit with each other about um, how we've experienced mindfulness, if we have at all, um, and if we have any experience of how it's helped. Um, but then we'll also um, actually practice. Um, so I'll lead a little bit of a, a guided meditation, um, help people think about how and where they can be mindful. I mean, Shelly knows one of my most meditative places is um, in the morning up at my stable, yep. cleaning out my horse's stable. With Brooke, yeah. <laughs> I do that every day too, Pam. <laughs> sort, of, sort of silly, but it is uh-huh. a place that's quiet. Um, it, it, it does include movement, but I don't think about anything else. So it doesn't all have to be about sitting on a cushion. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that because, you know, as you said, Jamila, everybody's like, well, I don't have time to mm-hmm. sit on a cushion. And why am I sitting on a cushion? Right. <laughs> how how are there other ways? And the and the other critical thing is thinking about um, you know asking for help. Right. Yeah. Um, I I actually because my clients were struggling through um, this process, I have a, a free online. 30-minute meditation Tuesdays and Thursday evenings. And okay. I, I would be happy to open that up to more people. I don't I don't think I can take a thousand, but <laughs> a, few, a few more people that might like to join us um, on a Tuesday or Thursday evening. Um, that's, you know, so asking for help or creating little practice groups. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others that are also hosting meditations um, on the island, either online or um, at places like Spirit House. So um, I think that that's the biggest thing to beginning the practice, and we'll talk a little bit about that during the workshop, is, you know, accountability buddies or, or practice buddies. Um, so we'll, we'll think about how we can do that as well. 
that's it's really like I'm trying right my mother is like she's a guru she's been meditating and being mindful for as long as I can remember and so Mm -hmm. now the older I get I'm like okay I probably need to do something we need to like to yeah start start (laughs) doing something so I've made little you know I started taking yoga and my my friend teaches yoga and she also does a little mindfulness and stuff Mm -hmm. and it it, I think the key for me has been and maybe this will help someone who's listening has been that it doesn't have to look like everybody else right not at all you know what i mean so it's like Mm -hmm. whatever you can do in the Mm -hmm. time that you have as long as the intent is there sure then just do that whatever that is Mm -hmm. right right and i hope i'm not going against anything no no. No. as i just mentioned you know cleaning out a horse stable in the morning is right it doesn't have to be that complicated i think is the thing that people need to hear yeah about it you know it doesn't have to be simple you know, Pam mentioned me and food, and everybody knows about yeah. me and food. But um, preparing a meal mm-hmm. is my is is a very mindful mm. thing for me because mm. I it know is. how much I'm going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And you know, for me and 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 my partner in life, you know, and mm-hmm. I know I'm providing all sorts of good things, and just letting myself have that. Right. That I'm a good cook, mm-hmm. and I make right. stuff that tastes good. That's very mindful for me. Okay. Right. See, we got the horse yeah. tables. We got yes. the cooking. It goes together. And music. <laughs> got as the you know. yoga. <laughs> yeah. Yoga. You know, and, and Shelly, on, on that point, you know, I often, you know, especially with clients that are, are struggling with changing their eating habits, mm-hmm. I, I invite them, you know, walk into the grocery store, pause or farm stand, pause. And actually connect with your body and say, what do you want? Be mindful and, about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 90% of the time, it'll stay on the outside aisle of the grocery store. And yes. go to the produce section, mm-hmm. go to the juice section, mm-hmm. right? Our, our bodies don't really want food that doesn't help us. They, exactly. they need to be nourished. Um, and, and so pausing before kind of reaching out for whatever snack food has, happens to be in your um, neighborhood is also a mindful moment. It is. So one of the things that um, I'm wondering is who should be coming to this this workshop? Like what types of, of business owners or individuals would you recommend attend? Gosh, um, yeah, mindfulness is, I mean, and, well, first of all, building resilience is important for everyone right now. Um, and using mindfulness as a practice to do that, I think, you know, could apply to everyone, honestly, mm. but certainly, you know, busy entrepreneurs, um, busy team leaders, executives that um, are interested in first starting a practice of their own, mm-hmm. and then perhaps thinking about how can they build practices into their business if they're if they have if they're more than a sole proprietor mm-hmm. um, but and then just into their daily lives that, that can encourage others um, and and help them think about what I call the power of the pause okay and I, when you said when you said um, building it into the the actual organization that's mm-hmm. something even that's going even further because you know mm-hmm. I, in my mind I'm thinking about the individual but imagine mm-hmm. if it was something that was um kind of nurtured or encouraged mm-hmm. in the organization and so you're in now workplace, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're having this yeah. exponential effect on your employees so if their mind is right then mm-hmm. hopefully what they're doing to serve the the organization is going to be better for it so I, I think had- yeah. yeah, I had a beautiful opportunity a year or so ago um, 
with a company that was being bought out by another large company here. We all know what that feels like. And the CEO of that company had, um, yeah, stepped out and said, you got to come in and help us out. And so we actually um, took a little conference room. We created a meditation space. We also put yoga mats in there. We put some, uh, you know, a comfortable chair in there. And I actually, during the time of the acquisition, I would show up two or three lunch hours a week and just sit. And whoever showed up, showed up. Mm-hmm. And we, we meditated for 10, 15 minutes had a quick check-in, check-out, and then on they went. So, um, you know, businesses that are, are willing to create those spaces and, and supportive areas um, for their employees, I think will also see um, huge um, productivity increases. Yeah, um, it makes sense, right? It's like you, your, your organization is saying, I care about you. I care about your well-being. I know how I feel yes. going through this time. So you can only imagine that, that they might be experiencing some of the same kind of um, negativeness, you know, effects. So if you're creating a safe space for them to be mindful, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking everybody's winning. So, um, Pamela, can you just tell us when it's going to be and what the cost is going to be? And um, people can register on our website. I'll let you. Yeah, absolutely. So our session um, is going to be on Wednesday, February 24th. It's going to start promptly at 530. It's a 90-minute workshop that we'll have time to, again, have dialogue and learn as well as practice. And the cost is $30 per person. And um, you can register on um, the BEDC website. That's right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully those who are listening feel like that $30 price tag is just a drop in the bucket um, to to get your mind right. Um, So I want to thank you for coming on today. And I am looking forward to the 24th. And uh, hopefully we will have a full now. Now, is there a limited number of of sessions because of what you're going to be doing? Yeah, I did limit um, the number of uh, attendees to 20 people. Okay. so sign up quickly um, to get your slot. If we have um, some, you know, a a big uh, request for Spaces, we can certainly talk about um, perhaps putting on some additional sessions. But okay. this initial workshop, just to, in order to give everybody the opportunity to participate in the conversation and ask questions and, um, yeah, really dig into the practice, um, yeah, I limited it to 20 people. Okay, so you heard that now. You guys log on to BDC.BM. We have been seeing registrations coming in, so don't miss out on this wonderful opportunity to um, get mindful and get ready so that you are more productive in the long run. Thank you so much again, Pam, for coming on. Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. And great to talk to you, Shelly. Yep, you too, Pam. Take care, mate. (laughs) Cheers. All right. And thanks so much for the opportunity, Jamila. You're welcome. So we're all out of time, Jamila. Let's do this again next week, okay? Okay. We will be right here (laughs) to tell people uh, more on how to uh, be mindful and mind your business. Because if you don't, who will? That's right. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC, Bermuda Business.